it's yeah. live. It says it's live. Nice. Yeah, we should be live. Sweet. Hello there, everyone. Yeah. We are going to give it five minutes, roughly, before we have a start, just to let people sign in. One second. I'm just give it a couple of minutes. It only shows, um, obviously, me live, like the chat on my live, so I'm going to get the li uh, lives up on my phone as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just got the notification, got away, so got my notifications on, Tom. For you. <laughs> All right, hang on, we got, um, oh, we got a few people coming in already. We've got five here. There we Hi, are. Dean. Hello, Dean. Hello. I think it hey, said we've got Hood. How are you doing, Hood? Stein? I say your name perfectly now, Stein. I'm just saying. I'm about to say, hey, Tom. Hey, Ryan. What's up? What's up? Right, awesome. So, what's been going on with you? Obviously, I, I've, I've watched your um, Asian Forest Scorpion build as well um, today. Yeah, I, I'm right. Stay, I, I, I'll make you a mod next time. I just, all sorts of things I need to do. Right, anyways, um, yeah, awesome. I'm so excited about my Scorpion, but I haven't seen him since putting him in the terrarium as we expected. Yeah. But so, um, when I first put him in, he went into the log. He's definitely come out and made a little burrow in the front of the log. Hey, KB. Um, so there's like a hole in the front of the log. So he's definitely burrowed down there. Uh, the night before last, I noticed there was also a hole under the big rock where I had started a burrow for him. He had definitely excavated that more. Yeah. And then last night he's filled it in. So I'm guessing he's back under the log, or right. in the log. But I haven't seen him since. So I'm gonna I'm gonna set up a um, night vision camera with record mode on motion tracker thing, and I should capture something hopefully soon. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. I think I mentioned to you that I've like barely seen mine like a few times, and that's it. Uh, seen him feel like once or twice max. Um, yeah, that, that's literally about it. So. Um, but they, they are good fun. And obviously, I got mine from like a juvenile. So it was like my little finger. And now it's like, okay. like my thumb or something, you yeah. know. So, like, it's good to see that he's growing, but it, I can't really see it happening. I only see it when I see it. And I'm like, oh, you're getting bigger. <laughs> and then yeah. next time, that's it, really. I mean, so, mine's massive. Okay, probably, mine's probably about half the size of my hand. Oh, that wow, okay. Like, yeah, he is to be big. fair, they're, they're, like, they were all the same price in the shop. Um, yeah, but they said like what, which one do you want? I said I'll get like a juvenile, and I can sort of see it grow really. But that that was the only yeah. reason behind it, or I would have went for that just because it was um, less uh, less worry, you know, of anything happening while they're young, yeah. uh, type of thing. Yeah, but yeah, it, well, that's it. That's it. I just got what I got. To be honest, got whatever I was given, and I was happy. Yeah, right. That's it. Uh, so that's KB as well. Sorry, mate. Ooh. KB says no, he's going right. to be a dad soon. Congrats, congrats. Just, oh uh, really? Well yeah. done, King. Congratulations. Mind well you done, buddy. <laughs> I wasn't sure how it was going to be tonight as well. Uh but we'll, we'll fine. We're doing good. Well, if you have to run off at any moment, we completely understand. <laughs> You'll know why, yeah. Yeah. Right. So let's start with the stream. So welcome everybody to the picnic table and chat. I think this is the number three. We have 
guest speaker Antscapes. Brian here, if you want to introduce yourself, Brian. Yeah, so um, my name's Ryan. Uh, my channel is called Antscapes. I've had the channel for almost a year now. And um, basically the channel is based around building bioactive selves or natural selves, trying to mirror, obviously, habitats that, you know, whatever invert or whatever animal or creature I decide to keep, um, it's trying to mirror what they would have, you know, in nature. Um, but that's that's pretty much it, really. Um, I've got some videos on there, like tutorials. Um, so if you aren't subscribed, then, you know, go check it out, sub to the channel and check out some of my videos. I uploaded one today, which was a more negative video, which was like my Crematogaster, um, obviously the disaster video where they escaped. So if you're up for a good laugh as well, um, you know, just go, go check that video out too. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much yeah. it, really. Cool. Yeah, I'll definitely be watching that video later tonight. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Um, so, yeah, there will be a link in the description to Antscape's channel, so make sure you have checked that out and subscribed if you haven't already. So we've got a few questions to start with. I hope you're ready for these, Brian. All for me? Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. So, first question. We're going proper interview style now. Uh, first question, why did you start your channel? Um, it's a good question. Um, I guess I started it because I've always been into, and it all started from aquascaping. So when I was like 13 year old, I got a tank for Christmas. Um, um, but like a big tank, I think it was a three foot aquarium. So it was like a good size to have, you know, fairly young age. Um, but that was something that I asked for. I always wanted one always been really interested in it and I uh, sort of had that for about three or four years I then like since that time I bought like a four foot tank was so I was still at my parents so everything was like as you can imagine me trying to get tanks in my parents house was like an absolute nightmare but yeah. it all came from um you know aquascaping so I, I used to like sort of make the tanks try and do all my aquascapes and then within like two months I'd always end up getting fed up and like tearing it down and restarting but Okay. Uh, you know, I, I was working, you know, towards the end. Uh, I still worked, you know, when I was, um, like, going through schools or, like, paper rounds, things like that. So I would always, um, you know, buy new things. And that's all I had my money to spend on, really, was, you know, aquarium stuff. Yeah. Uh, I remember I got, like, one time I, I found white spot on my uh, on my hands, on my um, Neon Tetris. And I literally, like, drove my bike for about two hours all the way down the aquarium store. And then turns out they didn't even have any blue blue uh, blue rot uh, blue fungus in, so yeah, I yeah. couldn't even cure it. So I drove all the way there, and I was like, "Well, I'm here now." So I ended up just like buying some aquarium food and something. But it started from that, and then um, I stopped for about four years. I made like um, it was about twenty three, yeah, about twenty three. I started making like just staff projects again because um, I did move out, and then things went south. Ended up having to move back in. Um, you know, stories we've all probably got them. But yeah, um, and then what happened was when I finally moved in here, uh, I was watching Ant Holifer, um, MD yeah. Fish Tank Serpa Design, obviously, you know, to name a few of the people who um, I really, you know, enjoyed watching um, and they were sort of really inspiring me to just get back into it. Not necessarily, obviously, just aquascaping and, you know, the channel itself kind of took a massive um, steer away from aquascaping because obviously it went more like inverts yeah, yeah. and things like that. Um, but, you know, I am happy that I've got to build something behind me, which is like paludarium. So I still have, you know, fish in there, a water section, um, things like that. But yeah. that that's it, really. I mean, I think it got to the point where I was thinking to myself, well, I've always enjoyed doing this. 
hopefully I can share some things I've learned, you know, because when I was in the hobby, you, you didn't have all these fancy, you know, filters and, um, you know, lighting systems you have now. Honestly, it was so bare bones. It was like tier eights, I think it was. It was like the most inefficient lights ever. So even yeah. to get plants, like aquatic plants to grow in tanks back then, always felt like an absolute, you know, mission. Um, or yeah. getting like a lovely carpet on the on the foreground and things like that. Um, so, but no, I, I wanted to, to just sort of bring my knowledge. Um, my father heavily inspired me too from what he did as, you know, a job. Um, and, you know, any time we'd go anywhere, he'd always be telling me Latin names of plants and I always found it really boring. Obviously, when you're younger and you think, oh, shut up, dad. Um, but it, it helped me a lot, obviously, from going from, um, you know, being a kid and learning Latin names of plants from my dad because he, he loved the hobby as well. Um, he had tanks as well when I was growing up. I mean, his okay. name were like under under gravel filters and things, like even worse, you know, tech to what we have now, more um, efficiency, we'll say. But um, that's how it started, really. Uh, I've always been around it. All my family have always been, like, really keen gardeners. And I think it was just because, you know, that was the main reason I knew a lot anyway. And then I thought to myself, well, I may as well bring what, you know, what knowledge I know. Um, if the channel does well, it does well. But for me, it was more... Um, I just enjoy doing it. I, I enjoy what I build. Um, it's therapeutic, and you know, caring for the animals is—it's always really good fun. I think um, yeah. you know, your busy day, whatever rubbish day, whatever happens, you can always guarantee you go in the animal room, you start sorting stuff, you soon take your mind off it, and you know, you you enjoy what you're doing. And I think that's you know, sort of what the channel is about, really, is just showing people what I've got, what I can do, and hopefully that helps people if they're ever deciding to keep you know the things I keep as well. But yeah. I, I think you accomplished that with your channel really it's a brilliant channel so chilled as well isn't it yeah it's obviously like peace and love because you know it's, yeah. it's always about peace and love isn't it <laughs> can't get the camera out but no no um, you know it's always been um, I've always been like that you know never anyone to like never the type of person for like confrontation and things but it's always been peace and love um, just because it's, I think it's also like how I've been raised as well I think I'm not too sure um, but yeah, that's it really. I think it's a good way to be. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Definitely, definitely. Um, I'm just going to take the second to welcome everyone who's joining because we're having loads of people join. Um, Ants England, I see you've joined. Um, it's going back because I saw we got up to like 10 people at one point. We've got nine people. But yeah, hello everyone who's joining us. Welcome to the Ant Chat picnic table. Um, so, question two. Oh, I am just going to address one thing as well. Ant's hood. I couldn't find a vest, so believe it or not, I just had to chuck a hoodie on over the top of nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, so, question two. Yeah. Who would you say inspires you, or who or what would you say inspires you the most in your builds? Who? Oh, like uh, other YouTubers. Um, other YouTubers or uh, nature or what, you know, what kind of, um, what gives think, you your inspiration? Yeah. Because your builds are pretty awesome. Yeah, I think nature always helps. Um, sort of going, you know, actually going out there and seeing how it is. I think that always helps massively. Um, but I think like a lot of inspiration also comes from other channels. Um, you know, you can see someone doing something and then you kind of have, your own idea of how you want to put your own spin on things um obviously i haven't really seen anything built you know like the paladarium that was kind of something i captured in nature um i was taking a walk along the beach 
I looked out to see, and there was like this little island, um, you know, with plants on it. And it looked really nice, and it was like, you know, no one's ever been there. It was like untouched. And um, I thought to myself, it'd be cool to have a tank like that with ants on that island. And, and yeah. that's where the inspiration came from. And, um, you know, so I think like nature does help. But, you know, I have some YouTubers who I follow, um, you know, obviously the likes of Serpent Design. Um, yeah. I follow MD, although his is based around fish tanks, all around fish tanks. He does riparians, paludariums, those types of things. But um, for it's more like the, the way he lays things out. He kind of gets it right every time. Um, and I think it helps with, you know, when you go to do something, it helps with um, sort of putting it together because you might have seen something similar. Um, but I think most inspiration comes from outside. Um, yeah. But you get, you do get a lot from other YouTubers as well, uh, other content yeah. creators, and not just those. There's like obviously a lot that I haven't, I can't remember the names of, but I still follow them and watch the uploads regularly. Um, I can't remember. It was Ferret, Ferret Wonderland or something like that. I can't remember what every build he has. Yeah. Um, he, he features like a ferret at the start, and I, I know it's on staff, but um, All right. his, his builds are honestly so beautiful. Um, yeah. I get a lot from him, but no, I think it's not just that. I think um, the practicality of how you put things together, um, you know, getting ways to do it differently, making it easier for yourself as well, it, it all helps. You know, you look at something and think, oh my gosh, that's all they did to do that. Like, and it yeah. seems like at the time it's impossible. When you watch it, you're like, oh my God, I can do that now. I know exactly how I would do it. And then that gives you then more ideas because you can think, I can do that, but I can do it this way. So I think, you know, both equally is, is important as another. Um, but um, I think like being out in nature, there's nothing more refreshing than going out in nature and actually, you know, um, seeing it for yourself and trying to mirror what you've yeah. seen. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. I kind of agree with that. A lot of what I kind of do is, based around what i've seen in nature i mean i even did um back at the early days of my channel just for fun i didn't even stick ants in it i did a bioactive build where it was shaped on portland the island that i live on ah, and it, okay. it, it, it looked all right um i did sand instead of the water and done the causeway yeah it looked all right but yeah i never oh. used it yeah oh nice nice You'll have to send me a photo of that. I don't, I, I'm not sure if I've seen it, but I'll have to send me a photo. Yeah, it, it's on my channel, I think. I'll, I'll find that out for you. Um, so next question. What is your favourite ant colony or other thing that you own? Basically, what's your favourite thing that you own? Um, <laughs> That's a hard one, isn't it? Yeah. Gosh, um, I also don't want to say it out loud in case they all hear, you know. <laughs> yeah. But no, um, that is tough because, you know, you, you kind of start to love, like, everything for the, their own own reasons, I guess. Um, yeah. Even the colonies. I've recently got two new colonies, which I'll be doing videos on, so I won't go into too much detail. Mm -hmm. um, those ones are really cool. A bit more shy than what I'm used to in terms of, like, ants. Um, but... Uh, gosh, I, I, I really don't know. I guess um, I love my millipedes, my giant African yeah. millipedes. I love yeah. those. Um, I think the reason I like them so much is because um, they're actually not as shy as everyone thinks. Um, so yeah. whenever you bring the tank down, they'll always be at the surface. They'll start climbing the big branches coming up. You can just put your hand out and they'll climb straight onto you. And yeah. I think they, they enjoy that side of it because 
obviously whenever I'm spraying it, I'm feeding them too. Um, so there are no new foods arriving. I think they get like yeah. quite excited about it. Um, so I love them, but then I love my morning gecko just because he's so, I've called him mushy. Um, he's so yeah. cute. Um, I absolutely love him. Uh, he's always out as well. Um, and yeah, I think it's tough. I, I couldn't, I couldn't, like, I couldn't say. Yeah. I, I like them all for different reasons. Um, but if I had to say, obviously, though, you get more personality out of those, but then you get personality out of, you know, the Ruganodis as well, as stupid as it seems. Yeah. But they have yeah. their personality and um, cool. you know, they're, they're very in your face as a, as a species. And I absolutely love that about them. Um, you know, you never know what they're going to get up to. The mischievous, um, but I'd rather have it like that than you know a colony you'd never really see like Flavis or something like that. So, yeah. uh, so I've got Flavis. I've had you know Niger, Niger are always out as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'd, I'd say you know equally I, I love them all the same. I can't, I can't you know for different reasons, uh, but I can't physically pin my mind on one that I'd say oh, I like this most. I have my favourite build, which is probably my Paladarian. Um, yeah. Other than that, I mean, yeah. So that's fair. That's fair. Um, we've got a question from Ants Hood. What is your favorite ant? Um that's a hard one. Yeah. And I think there's similar reasons, but um um I like the fast growing species. I actually actually absolutely like love Macromatic Aster. Just because they're so rapid, um, you know, rapid growth, the cheeky as well, and they do keep it on your toes, which you'll see on the on that video. Um, yeah. um, I love the trap jaws though, just because of how intimidating they look. Yeah, uh, they they do look like a scary ant, um, you know. If you, uh, but I'd probably say out of them all. Um, um, I own, um, yeah, probably Macromatic Aster, but I want, um, is it uh, Venators, Harpignathos, if I'm saying it right, I'm probably saying it right, I always get the Latin name wrong, but um, but yeah, uh, Solenopsis yeah. Geminata though, and so that's absolutely crazy, no, um, because if you see the problem I have with Macromatic Aster, moving between builds is going to cause me problems, um, but yeah, I think it would be an awesome species to have, but for me, obviously, it's all Harpig, Natos, Veneta. That's the one. Thanks, Wakushi. But they're the next ones I want to keep. Um, I've got, like, a tank ready for them. I've got, you know, the setup in mind I want for them. Um, but they're yeah. the next ones I, I really want to keep. Um, but no, no, I, I appreciate that. Like, you know, I feel like there would be a really f uh, fun, cool species to keep. But for me, I just wouldn't risk it because I know that I haven't got enough space because I've already got enough space for everything set now. I just need to get around to building them. Um, and I know, like, I'll have to keep upgrading them. And for me, like, making a nice tank look nice, that's the whole purpose of the channel. You know, this also to mirror it, but then Solenopsis are just going to absolutely tear that apart. Um, yeah. You know, it'll get to the point where, you know, I, I make it all nice and then they just tear the soil up. The, you know, root systems are messed up and the plants don't grow and everything will eventually die off. So to me, it's like kind of pointless putting it all all together um you know just for them to all to wreck it so um yeah. I, I don't think i would keep that species for that that's yeah. one of the main reasons anyway but mainly because i know i wouldn't be able to keep up the growth i've got obviously these in quite a big cube tank now the chromatic aster um like a huge cog piece and they're doing fine i know they'll be fine for you know 
few years to come. Um, but when they do start to reach like four or five thousand, even then I'm going to have to think about upgrading that to something else because um, you know they've grown fast in this last year, uh, like seven workers to five six hundred workers. So um, yeah, I just need to you know think about things like that as well, expansions and growth on on animals you keep too. But yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. I mean. Anytime I buy a colony or buy anything, I always think how much space is it going to need, not how much space does it need now, it's how much it's going to need in the future. Exactly, mate. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. exactly, yeah. there's so many people get the colonies and then they get massive and then they just can't handle it anymore. Um, yeah. I like to make sure I've got like a spare shelf next to the shelf of anything that I've put a colony on, if you know what I mean. So yeah. there's space to expand it all the time, you know. I think that's really important. We've got so many people joining. Uh, is your chromatogaster queen still on the loose? Uh, no, she's back now. Thank the Lord. Honestly, yeah, she's back now. So um, it was the other, other day. Uh, yesterday, actually, yesterday, I looked in the tank and where I've got one of the heat mats at the back, they normally bring brood and things there to obviously yeah. bear them on. And the queen was with them. So um, it was a good sign. I know, you know, ultimately she shouldn't be out the cork piece, but to me, I thought, well, she's out, you know, the colony's growing in population. They're all over that tank now. Um, so while, you know, while she's there, just leave it be. And I think that we were saying about this before that um, sometimes you can like over fuss them and, yeah. you know, make it worse, whereas sometimes you just need to leave them be, let them do their own thing and they'll normally work out, um, you know, work everything out themselves. So I've just left them be and, you know, she, everything's, Everything's going good now, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hardest part of ant keeping is just doing nothing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah, that's it. Patience, patience. Yeah, so, yeah. Definitely, definitely. So, next question. Have you got any big plans for the future of your channel? Um. Yes. So, I've got uh, a few things now. It's a little bit messy. I'd like to show you what things I've got around here, but I, I can't really. Um, you're just going to think it's an absolute mess. But mm -hmm. I've got um, a tank here, which is a 30 centimeter cube exoterra for a prey mantis. Yeah. I've got uh, a tank there for my venators. Uh, another tank where I'm building one for um, geckos uh, or potentially like you know salamanders, something like that, which is quite a long tank, but it's fairly. It's not that deep. Um, so I'll build, build like a river creek or something. I've got yeah. another tank here to my right, which is like a 60 centimetre um, by 60 cube, which is going to be for my crested gecko. Um, I've got another one here, which is for my dart frogs. Uh, I've got a tank down there, which is for my leopard gecko. Uh, I'm going to be getting a leopard gecko, but that's probably like, you know, next okay. year now. Um, and then I've got another tank, which I don't know yet. So that's going to be like one of the off ones where I might do like a vote and like you guys... Or the yeah. people on the channel sort of vote what what they want me to keep, but that one's like a forty-five centimeter cube exoterra as well. Um, but yeah, I've got quite a few things ready and builds. Obviously, I've got loads of terrariums, um, candle jars that I've kept, you know, coffee jars for mini yeah. terrarium build videos, which I, I like doing as well. They're quite good fun, and um, you know, things like this everywhere where I'll like I'll glue some cocoa fiber to a candle jar, and then I'll be like, I'll get around to that in a few weeks. Um, and then I just forget about yeah. it and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I can make that now, yeah. Um, but I've got quite a few things planned, yeah, um, for the channel. So uh, hopefully, you know, you guys like it as well. And obviously, the regular updates on videos as well, um, you know, certain colonies as well. 
yeah. we are definitely very messy, Kevin. You're right. <laughs> I, I'm, yeah, I won't even go into the mess around mine. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly, like anyway, yeah, it's just a mess around me. Like, if you, there's actually a plate near me because. I was chopping up fruit earlier for like my colony, <laughs> things like that. So there's just a random plate with a few bits of food on. Like, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah like, but it's it's for all my colonies and, you know, creatures, uh, isopods, things like that. But I was chopping up like bananas and apples and things. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've got a brilliant question here. What are a good species of isopod to keep for a starter? Like a beginner species. Yeah, um, I, I would definitely say Porcelio scaber, um, whether it's Labis, uh, powder orange, powder blue, uh, but yeah. Porcelio scaber, they're, they're really good in humid tanks. They're really good even if there's, you know, you go through periods of um, it being fairly dry. Um, they're just prolific. They breed like crazy. Um, you know, they'll actually probably get to the point where you have too many of them. Um, but yeah. no, the 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 super fun. Uh, I'll type them and try. Said, how do you spell it? So Porcelio Scaber. There we go. Porcelio Scaber. Um, but yeah, they're they're really really cool, and um, they're really cheeky as well. They'll always be out. Um, you know, I've got some uh, tropical orange. Um, you know, the the giant tropical oranges. I barely see them, and they've been in this hangar the same amount of time. So I think you know, some like the tropical greys are just. You'll always see them. They're not the, you know, best looking. They're just like your isopods you probably see in your garden. But yeah. you know, if you're wanting to see isopods on the surface too, with everything else, then they are definitely the species. You know, you, you want to keep alongside everything, uh, just because they're so so prolific. They're cheeky. They'll be trying to take food from the ants. They'll be, you know, they'll try and get more attention from you than anything else. And um, yeah. that's what I love about them. So they they are super fun species to keep. Even your yeah. tropical, uh, even your um, dwarf whites as well, those are quite cheeky. Yeah. Um, a lot cheekier than you'd think, but um, they're very nervous. So if you move something, they'll all shut down back underground and things, whereas Porcelio just aren't bothered. They don't really care. Um, they're always in your face, and, you know, they, they just don't care at all. So, yeah. But definitely those. Porcelio's scary, but you can get different ones, dairy cows or lava, things like that. Yeah. But yeah. The, dairy cows the are cool. The best. Um, um, have you got, right, I am going to move my camera over to the tank in a second just to show you off my tank whilst we're chatting, but have you got any tips on setting up the enclosure for isopods? Yes, um, my tip would be don't worry about taking soil from outside. If it's a tank you're keeping isopods in, um, then ultimately don't worry about taking some soil from outside just get to get it going. Um, the reason I say that is just you get the best nutrition for them outside. Um, the the bacteria in the soils always built up to the point where you never have to worry about mold outbreaks. Although that's beneficial, um, you know, to the ants, the best thing you can do is add activated charcoal in the bottom layer because that inhibits mold growth anyway. So they'll go down and eat that. So will the springtails. But the best thing I can say is try and source as much stuff as you can from outside because it contains so much beneficial bacteria and um, that it helps break things down in the soil so well that, um, you know, it, it just goes a long, long way. If you're worried about pests, then don't be worried. 
Um, normally, if you're taking a few things from nature, there's always a yin and yang. They'll balance each other out anyway. I've never had a problem with it. And, you know, touch wood, I, ha I haven't, um, you know, with parasitic mites, things like that. I've only ever got beneficial mites there, the whites, the reds. Um, so I, I, I just wouldn't worry about it too much. If you are worried, then you can um, obviously put the soil on a baking tray and put it in the oven for half an hour, things like that. But then you're going to kill a lot of that good bacteria, um, you know, but then you will replace it with some organic matter that you will naturally get from the soil. So that'll work out, but then you've lost all the beneficial bacteria that, you know, it's, it's took years in nature to build. Um, so I'd always say just try your best to, um, you know, just do, do it that way. And also, you normally get cool things as well. You get other little critters in there, you know, alongside your isopods, which are just as fascinating as keeping isopods anyway. Um, but I'd say that's the best thing to do. Um, just get soil from outside. Leaf litter, if you are worried about leaf litter, the best thing to do is um, uh, just ster uh, by sterilizer, just mean boil all of your leaf litter inside um, you know, a pan. Once you finish with that pan, the water you get, let it cool, let it dry. And then the first big watering you do um, with that setup, spray it all down with the um, water you've boiled the leaves in. Because um, again, then you'll get you'll gain some things back, like anti natural antibacterial inside the um, water. Um, yeah. It actually helps stay, uh, stabilize pH, things like that. So using that water that you just let sort of, um, you know, boil and then cool down, put, put that back into it, you know, the day after once it's cool. And, um, you know, it actually benefits everything inside it anyway. Um, so I definitely do that too. But leaf litter, you can collect anywhere and just boil it. And, you know, it's not really a worry with leaf litter because um, you can just collect it all the time. But I'd say for the best bacteria is just get soil from outside and, um, you know, go in your garden, just dig a hole, um, take as much soil as you can and try and replace it. And, you know, it's as easy as that. And then um, you've got all that beneficial bacteria ready and you shouldn't get out mold outbreaks. That's, exactly. Yeah. Maybe. yeah, it's exactly the same. I've got Indian almond leaves, um, but the, you know, leaves from outside works just as good. Um, and then, you know, you don't have to pay for them as well. I paid for the Indian almond leaves. Um, you know, whereas if you go outside, just get them yourself, use that afterwards. It, it's just as good. Um, so I definitely say do something like that as well. Yeah. Um, also, I suppose try and increase humidity as much as you can at first, I, even just for the first few weeks, you know, by cling film, wrap, film wrapping the top as well, if you can, by poking a few holes in the cling film. And um, just try and keep it as, as humid as possible, especially while like moss is setting in, plants are setting in, things like that. Um, and you'll always, um, you know, it'll always benefit you anyway in the long run. And then remove it, you know, after a few weeks, uh, a month or so once it's established. And, you know, you should never really have problems with mold, nothing. Um, but I always do that as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. All right. Um, next, next question on the list. You've actually just answered the question. It was, do you prefer to get mosses from outside or buy them? So definitely. I always try and um, I buy them, but I buy them from a particular supplier who basically just has really, really good quality. But they've still got the bugs and stuff in. It's just literally you've yeah. just got a really great spot for it. Um, I know there's no pesticides or anything like that being used, and it's just great quality, if you know what I mean. Yeah, that's it. I think um, that, yeah, it, it doesn't really matter, regardless of where you get your moss from. They're always going to have hitchhikers. So, yeah, um, you know, the, I think it's like that with anything. You're always going to have some slugs, some snails, you know, some mites, 
there's always going to be some hitchhikers on Moss. Um, even sometimes you get like money spiders and things, but um, it's absolutely fine. Uh, you know, the the ice pods breed too fast to worry about anything. But um, yeah, I'd definitely say, you know, I can't justify paying for Moss when I know I can take a walk in the woods and get like bags and bags full of it as well. Uh, so yeah. I'd never, you know, I'd never really pay for Moss. I think I have. Um, but not 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 paid, but I got it like free with a package of you know like bioactive stuff, and that yeah. was it. The only time I've ever got it from like someone else, um, but it was like a freebie thrown in. But I'd always just go out and get you know the moss myself. Um, yeah, that's you, know, you do that's get fair. a lot of beneficial things alongside just the moss too. Um, yeah. You um, percentage of humidity and heat as well, Dean. <laughs> um, to be honest, mine's always running at ninety nine percent humidity. Um, it's not really, but I just keep it humid to the point where um, if you have got your lid on and uh, you're getting condensation on the front of the glass to the back sides everywhere, then you, you're all right. Um, you know, I know it's harder to see in the front, but at first you're only doing that temporarily. Once you've got your own proper lid, you might have made yourself. In fact, I'll try and um, show you what I did with my lid. Um, one second. It might be easier. Um, so... Can I switch it here? Yeah. Okay, cool. So this lid was just an acrylic cut. Um, cut it to the size. It's actually slightly longer. Now I just drilled some holes in all the way around. There, middle I left, and then at the back end. And it's as easy as that. Um, so, yeah, that's, you know, but I keep it as I don't worry about humidity. I don't have a, you know, a reader on there. Um, yeah. but I, you can just gauge it eventually yourself just by looking at it to, you know, how humid it'll be. I mean, I'm at, I can just look at it and know if it's too humid, things like that. So, um, but yeah, it'll get to that point. The main indicator for me is like drainage layer. Just check your drainage layer. If that's got some water in there, you're all right. If it's looking empty, just give it a nice spray down so you top that up by another centimetre or so and um, it'll be absolutely fine. But yeah. Yeah. That's what I do. Yeah. I'm just changing cameras back. I will be. And heat for ice pods. Um, you don't really need to heat it at all. Room temperature is fine, um, unless it's something like a Cubaris species, which are a lot, you know, more picky and harder to keep. But other than that, you know, the, your Porcelio, just room temperature is absolutely fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they do like a little bit of heat. They do um, like it. They do. Yeah. They do. Like anything, really, a bit of heat will speed up growth. You know, that's kind of yeah. natural. Yeah. You know. um, right, next question. How many ant colonies do you currently have? Um, so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven in total now. Two, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, seven, seven. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Um, do you name them all? Is the second part to that because we know you've got um what do you call them the, the first, first order yeah 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 so that was like um like a, a vote thing on my channel um I haven't actually done that for the uh, future ones or the so like my chromatic aster so that's something I will have to do actually I'll have to post a video and just say I need votes in this bit here um yeah. but it would be cool to have a name from because for me it's you know I, I think it's more personal as well I just mean the people can go back to. I guess it's kind of like, you know, controversial, but like AC did, you know, the Fire Nation and all that. I always thought it was a really good idea. 
um, you know, yeah. adds a little bit more, um, you know, and helps people in the community like vote for that. Um, yeah. Obviously, the first order was a vote from I think it was Kings Aquariums and Ants World. Um, to be okay. fair, sort of stopped with videos as much, um, but um, but yeah, no, he he named it and you know kept kept that name all the way through because um, he named it. I said would name it, and you know that that's the name, so <laughs> it's easy yeah. as that really. But yeah. But yeah, I will, I will have to start naming them. I think, especially like my chromatic acid now, they're quite established. Um, but for me, it's always like getting them to that out of that stage where you know the set now. You don't have, have to really worry about them anymore, and then name them because uh, obviously I don't want them to name them and then be like, oh, they're dead now. Oh well, you know. So uh, it's getting yeah. them past the founding stage, the early stages yeah. you know, where you don't have to worry about anything. Um, so because I, I always get super attached to everything anyway. So, you yeah. know, I don't want to name something that I have to say goodbye to. <laughs> uh, it's That's weird fair. that sounds, but it's, uh, it's true. It's just, yeah, one of them things. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I only really named mine because I was getting multiple colonies of the same species. So to tell uh, them apart, yeah. I was calling, like, yeah. uh, the Red Army and the Shaolin were both Mima Karuba, you know, just to tell the difference between the two colonies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, my phone on charge. Sorry. Hmm. Oh no, you carry on, buddy. Yeah, I'm just trying have to. You... Yeah, there we go. Sorry. Have you got a dream species to keep? Uh, to be honest, it was my my trap jaws. Um, there's a few species I'd still love to keep. Uh, Veneta, I'd really, really want them. Um, you know. Leaf cutters, I'd love leaf cutters. I just don't know, I don't have the space, but they're all like dream species I'd love to keep. Um, but obviously, I haven't haven't got them yet. So, but my trap jaws were always like my number one um species that I really wanted. And I was, I was lucky enough, uh, Wakushi, if he's still here, um, Wakushi ended up getting them for me. Um, absolute legends. Um, the only thing I'd say about my trap jaw, I wish they'd develop quicker. Um, because you know, I'm going to be doing an update video in the next coming weeks. Uh, on this tank, it's been like an absolute, it's been ages, but for the first two or three months, I was just letting it get established before I added them in. Um, I've added them in now, they've been in for about two or three, well, probably about three or four months. And, um, you know, I haven't really seen loads more workers on the surface. I've been feeding them, they're taking the food. I see them more like on a morning, I'll turn the lights on, there'll be some eating some like mealworm or dragging a mealworm. And then, you know, I, I don't see it again until like the following night or the next morning. Um, but it's normally like, you know, when I'm turning things off or I'm having a quick look now and then I'll see them out and, you know, trying to hunt and things. But I don't see them as much as I'd love to see them. Um, but I think the difficulty I had with them is I found one of them in the water section, um, just dead. Um, so then I added some floating plants to the tank, which has literally just covered the whole surface now. Um, but then obviously that compromises like the whole, you know, purpose of having a water moat and, you know, keeping them out that way. So, yeah. um, you know, they, they can climb, they, they can't climb glass, which is lucky. Um, but other than that, like, you know, it's, I just hope that now all them floating plants will keep them, keep them okay. And, um, you know, I'll start to see more, but, and um, the update will still be there is, you know, I'd like to show more footage of the trap jaws, but unfortunately it'll be more footage of, you know, the development of the tank, the plants, um, you know, a few changes, tweaks I've made. Um, and that'll be about it really, um, uh, for the video, it's only going to be about 10 minutes long despite it being so so long and um, you know in time frame it's been ages but not as much content as i'd liked 
but they're definitely my favourite, the Trap Jaws. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, that's where they are really cool. In fact, are they? Um, did they work on a gamma gate system? Um, I thought. See, I thought they did, but I believe these ones actually don't. Um, oh. No, I don't think these ones do. You know, um, I don't think they do, because I think the, the the way they work is the the like the weakest of the workers actually is the one the ones who go out and forage. But, right. Yeah. So, but the um, I don't think they do work on a gamma gate system. They might yeah. correct me if I'm wrong as well. Um, well, Koopy's just said no, they are not. No, gamma. Yeah, I was going to say I don't think they are because oh, right. you, you can tell that this queen is obviously yeah. bigger than the you know the workers um, you know with the the scars. Um, so yeah, I just think queens have no choice. Oh, really? Yeah, so I was going to say I don't think they do. I don't think they're one of those uh, species. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I wasn't sure. I thought they were. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's um, but yeah, yeah, and um, the just the queens, queens. Yeah. yeah. Um, we've got a question from Amber Phoenix. What species would be most suitable for creating a kid's ant farm? Oh, um, something easy like I mean, is that for me or for you as well? What would you say? You probably know what I'm going to say, so. Probably Lacius Niger to start with, or Messers. Yeah. Messers yeah. are more interesting, but they just require that little bit more care. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say the same, Niger or um, Messers, Messer Barbarus, just because Nigers are they don't sting you, which is always a plus. Um, yeah. You know, the worst thing they can do really is is run around if you you know if anything goes Pickle. wrong. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. So I'd say Niger because they 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 grow enough as well to see the growth. Um, they they explore. They're not shy enough to physically be out and um, you know yeah. actually see them because a lot of species you you'll you barely see them from you know time to time. You might see them now and then, um, but other than that, yeah, I'd definitely say you know Niger or or Mesa. Yeah, yeah, um, and obviously I'm just gonna throw it in there with creating a, a kids ant farm. It's no different to creating an adult ant farm or anything like that. We still go through the same stages of yeah, keeping yeah. them in the best tube, uh, staying away from the gel ant farms and getting proper equipment at the right times for the growth of the colony. Mm -hmm. so yeah. I just thought I'd want to throw that one in there. Um, I do have a video. I can link it in the description as well of what to do when you first get your ants, just to help you out there, Amber Phoenix. Um, Dean is asking, "What is a gamma gate? Do you want to explain, Ryan?" Uh, I'm going to let I'm going to let you explain that. You've been keeping a lot longer than me. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, I'll um, pass that back to you. I'll just back heel that uh, back to you, Miss. <laughs> right. Okay. So gamma gates, they don't necessarily have a queen or a queen cast. It is the most dominant worker. They basically have a little battle with their antenna. Um, they decide who's the most dominant worker, and that one will then go and mate with the males. Um, once it's impregnated, it will then be the one that lays fertile eggs. Um, all the workers are born with the ability to produce eggs, but they're not fertile until they get mated with. But the gamma gate will go around and basically castrate every worker at birth to stop them from being able to produce eggs um then when the gamma gate dies they will have a little wrestle again and yeah they work out a new gamma gate but it's a really annoying thing because you can't really tell if the gamma gate 
dies. That's yeah, the hard yeah, part. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like, like with my bullet ants, they're underground. I will never see the colony, like the actual nest of the colony. So I'm not going to know if they've got eggs or larvae or whatever. I'm just going to, they'll stop taking protein eventually is my guess. And that's how I'm going to tell. Yeah. Yeah. By which point it's probably too late to add in a male, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, right, we've got a few more questions. I'm just going back. Any any special protein sources for your ants? Do you use any special protein sources for your ants, or what do you feed your ants? It's a good question. Um, mainly mealworms, uh, superworms, mealworms. You know, crickets, locusts, anything really. Um, when I whenever I go to um, like my shop near me if i'm not using my feeder tub i'll always just get like a mix of things you know fighters fruit flies to huge locusts um to cockroaches i'll just change it now and then every time i go every few weeks i'll just change it um so they've got like a variety of food and they don't get bored of the you know the same stuff but i've always got mealworms on hand um so but they're always the best Uh, mealworms are always like a good go-to they're always gut filled so um yeah. 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 I mean, I I I breed dubia roaches, Mario worms. Um, I'm sure there's something else as well, but I've got loads of different things that I feed them all the time, and I'm always going down and getting like a pot of wax worms every couple of days because they love wax worms. You know, yeah. they're quite. You know, they, they're a bit fatty, but they're still great protein. So, um, and they're really soft, so easy for like the Nigers and the smaller ant species to get on to, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's not always worth cutting up a roach. Like for the smaller colonies, a roach will do them like weeks and weeks and weeks, you know. So, there's just no point. Yeah. Wakushi. Yeah. Um, the worker yeah thank you very much Rikushi, for uh straightening that up when the gamma gate dies obviously all the new workers won't be castrated so they'll be able to lay eggs which will turn into males because they're not fertile which will be the signs ah, that they okay. yeah but that's, then that's cool it's so here's, here's a question open to yeah. anyone to answer even Wakushi. um so are those males then able to mate with any of the workers or are they genetically the same and they'll have to get a male from somewhere else, if that makes sense? I guess it's but, kind of um, a wolf pack, isn't it, really? Like, who's the alpha and then, you know, but, you know, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, you know, layman's. Um but I didn't know all of that. It's really fascinating, especially about the, the fact that they lay drones again, uh, the drones, and yeah. see that determines. That's really cool. Um, yeah. Experiment where connected two nests via high access. The workers can't. Oh yeah, I remember that. Did did the AC thing work? Did they will admit. Okay. Oh, I certainly never got enough to. Okay. Yeah, I, I remember he was doing that video. Like like they said, they had two stacked units. The top stacked units were connected, and he had the barrier around the um, top of the first stack so that the drones, or, the drones and the queens could fly, but the workers couldn't pass over. 
So I, I don't know if it actually worked. I don't he never updated it. Hmm. So it probably didn't work, basically. Yeah, yeah, That's I was gonna probably didn't. Yeah. Because if it did, yeah. I mean it's gonna be one of them people to obviously boast about it, isn't he? So yeah, I think I, w- I was considering how it would be done. I doubt I'll ever get around to doing it. You'd need a, like, I think you'd need a massive room, like a massive netted enclosure, and basically just have the colonies open so that they can fly and do their thing. And then you can just like scoop them off the ground with a shovel. But that's the only thing I could come up with. Like, yeah, quite a hard thing. Yeah, much easier to use the colonies. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And we've got uh, <laughs> this COVID cold. So I'm just catching up on chat now. No, it's fine. I, mean, I was just having a look there, making sure I didn't, I didn't miss, miss anything. <laughs> That's uh, we've got like the longest charge in the world from like the Wolby Army all the way to over here. So mine, mine's about that big. It's quite irritating. Oh, well, we won't go. We won't go into length of charges. Need another mail from another colony. Yeah. Within the nest. Ah, okay. So Answer's saying you'd probably need a mail from another colony. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind so of I. Within the nest. I kind of sorted that problem already. I started a little Facebook group of people who own Gamma Gate colonies, so that we can swap drones between ourselves really easily. Oh, that's a mint idea. That's class. Yeah. I mean, there's only about four or five of us in the group at the minute, but you know what I mean? That way we can just say, ah, I need a diacamera drone or whatever, and someone will go, I've got one. Yeah, hopefully it might work. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just weeds it out of the, like, billions of ant keepers to the ones with gamma gatekeepers, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I've actually ran out of questions down here. So is there any more questions for Antscapes before we start to wrap it up? We've currently got 10 people viewing it, says, so that's pretty impressive. It, it must be the fact that you're on here, Ryan. I don't normally get that many people on. <laughs> I don't know, like, I don't know. I barely get that many, mates. Don't worry. I've only just started doing lives as well, so. Yeah, yeah. Are you enjoying doing lives? I am actually, mate. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. And I think I mentioned before, it's like sometimes it's a lot easier to just get on a live and chat with people. Obviously, it's more personal anyway, but to do that as opposed to sitting down and making content and then editing the videos, because me going from, you know, never doing any editing to like having to start to edit videos, um, like it's always been like a huge learning curve anyway. And, you know, I mean, I enjoy the hobby, enjoy all that, but there's one thing I don't enjoy and that's editing. So, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, that thing, like, it's nice to sometimes to just sit, uh, to chat with people, sorry, stand and chat, because I'm not sat, um, yeah. just stand and just chat with people about it, and, you know, it's a, it's a lot easier, and it's more personal as well, so yeah. I do prefer it that way sometimes. Yeah, I, I agree. It's more natural, and you can just chat and chat and chat. I spent three days editing a video um, a week or so ago. It's not even on the channel yet. It will be on the channel, but three days it took to like put it together and actually make it work. It was just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, that's you know? it. Like I, I did an unboxing video from Micro Exotics. Um, it did drop, but that video I remember I'd spent like, say like the hour hour or two filming it and then 
sort of making the subs, which was like another hour or two. And then I ended up like editing the whole video, sending links like, you know, from the chat, uh, like website, sorry, to the video. Did it, honestly, I spent about another four hours on it, editing it. And then I uploaded it. But as I uploaded it, because I, I do all my editing, all my recording on my phone. Um, yeah. I thought to myself, and I don't know why I hit upload. And I was like, whew, wipe my hands with that one. Done, done, done. And I went into my photos and just like deleted them all. I thought I'll delete them. Check, check my YouTube and it hadn't uploaded yet and it failed. So I was like, oh, oh no. Going to like my iCloud on, on like on my iTunes store, but on my iCloud to make sure that the video was saved. And luckily yeah. it did. And then I had to, anyways, you could imagine it was like mad panic. And then yeah. I spent another hour, I couldn't upload it then and there and then. Then I had to wait till I got home. And um, so I, I remember I finished that work. Um, so yeah, I finished that work and then I was like, oh, I'll. I'll quickly get it uploaded and that's when I delete it all and um then I had to go back in my clouds obviously get the video and then re like re download it onto my phone and then upload it again. It was just like an absolute nightmare. So like things like that editing and you know I, it just stresses me out. <laughs> Especially yeah. when I'd spent like six hours doing something and then it was just like oh waste <laughs> um you know time's limited as it is anyway. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah that's right. Like I don't want to ask that question simply because it's going to cause issues. Unless you want to answer it, Ryan. Are you fishing, man? Um, what the what you're getting next? Oh, sorry, from Hood. Uh, okay. Who's your favourite ant YouTuber? Oh, Hood, why are you got to do this, man? Why you oh, got to do why, it? Why, why is Hood your favourite ant YouTuber? Who do you like to watch the most? Uh, I'm going to say I haven't got a favourite ant YouTuber. I've got a few yeah. I don't like. Got quite a few I don't like and I don't watch. But I think, yeah, we're all creating quite brilliant content, really. I really like Ryan's, like, could you do the natural builds? I like the Kelowna list. I like Hood. Um, there's so many. Ants England. Uh, I can't even think. But yeah, I was going to say. great. Yeah, but I mean, while yeah. we're here, you know, answering these questions, I guess we have to be honest about it. So, uh, Ants Holofer, um, it's one yeah. of the reasons people know that I've got, you know, into my YouTube and things like that. Um so Ant Holofer was the main, one of the main reasons. But obviously, when I got into the community, then there was up, like obviously I got to like the hoods, um, like you say, colonialist uh, yourself, and there was a lot of people. You know, I started to follow too, um, and their videos were were just as good for different reasons. I think the reason I liked Alex's so much was because his footage is always great, like his uh, you know his camera and things like that. The quality of his yeah. editing is so good. Um, you know, I, I always wish that I could be that good at editing and have all that, you know, camera equipment to make my footage yeah. even better, but I don't. Um, so, like, his videos are always really good for that, and he's just, like, such a nice guy. And he's always so hyper. Like, when he's talking about things, you can genuinely feel it in him, like, the passion. Um, and I think that, like, you know, breathes. I guess it's like positive, positivity breathes positivity. Um, yeah. Hold your videos. I love because you're so straight to the point, like... Um, you're so down to worth as a person. Um, yeah, videos are well edited. Um, your knowledge is like phenomenal. Uh, so I think that's why. But I think different people have, you know, 
YouTube channels that I like. I, I forgot the name of one, but he doesn't even talk on it. Um, he has like a voiceover of like, you know, like a male yeah, yeah. voiceover. I can't remember the name. D Colony, is it? D Colony? Yeah, D Colony. Yeah. Some bioactive selves. I love his. Uh, I wish he'd talk. Um, but, you know, I like his just because, again, you know, he puts a lot of thought into his, you know, in his videos, what he's doing. Um, what camera kit do you use? I don't use a camera kit. Um, Hood, I, I literally just use my phone. Like this here, I do my editing, uh, all my videoing, photos, everything on my phone. I don't have all that fancy equipment. Um, I just don't. And, you know, maybe it's in the future. But, but yeah, different YouTubers for different reasons. I couldn't pick. But if I had to, I'd have to say Alex just because he was one of the main reasons, um, you know, that I got into the hobby. Um, yeah. But yeah, and then there's a few YouTubers I've recently met. Um, I won't go into that subject, but yeah, there's um, you know a few people I've kind of gone off over time and and things like that. But you know, ultimately, the you know I um, I have to say Alex. I think. Sorry. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, so, what are you planning to get next? What? Sorry. What are you planning to get next? What are you buying next? Um, my uh, dart frogs. So I don't know the exact uh, genus I'm getting, but the main thing is just making the setup. Um, so I've got like one tank here, which is like my plant grow tank at the moment. I've got another one here, which is the one I'm going to be using. But for me at this stage, it's literally just getting it sort of more ready for, for my dart frogs. I've got all the equipment now, actually, to be fair. I need a little bit more cork and then I'm, I'm done with that um and then yeah I'm, I'm good to go i'm good to go to build this um i've got a few designs in mind but i'm not too sure which one i want to use i know i'm gonna draft like two or three um but I, i'm always changing my mind as well because you know for dart frogs obviously the humidity has to be in, like extra, it has to be 99 all the time um wow. so i'm going to be building a little um you know like water section but like a little yeah. pool at the front um which you know is against the glass i'll probably keep some shrimp in there but that's about it um, so I'm just putting like a lot of thought behind what I'm, you know, I really want to do with it. To also, so I don't have to maintain it as much. Because the one thing I, I enjoy about natural and bioactive as well is, once you build it and you know you keep it maintained for so long, it just maintains itself. Um, and you, you're obviously the whole point of bioactive. But all you have to do really is mist it down every, you know, a couple of days, day or so, and then good. That's it. You just don't really have to worry about it after that. And that's what I like about them. So. Well, my dark yeah. frogs are definitely the next one. Then it'll be my gecko, uh, my crusty, um, and then probably my mantis, probably my praying mantis after that. Yeah. Um, I'm saying my praying mantis, like I have one already, but I don't. <laughs> I know what praying mantis I want, what type of, you know, um, setup I want. I wanted an orchid mantis, um, so I'm going to be getting some like miniature orchids. Uh, I've got some orchid right. cutting, things like that. So it's one of them things where I'll be putting the cuttings in that they aren't flowered yet. But I know eventually the will flower, and when it does, um, you know, it'll get to that point where, and it's kind of more rewarding. I'd rather have it where I'm using cuttings as opposed to ones that from a shop where you just plonk them in. They've got flowers already. Um, I feel like there's more sense of achievement if you use the, you know, the nodes, yeah. the cuttings from it, and then the, the, the flower themselves. So, but that's one of the ones as well. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. With um, the dark frogs, are they poisonous? Do you know much about them? Um, no, they're, they're not poisonous. Um, I mean, if the if the bred in captivity, no. Uh, if they took from nature, they potentially can be. But the dart frogs themselves is a plant that they eat in nature. I forgot the name of the plant that actually physically gives them that 
uh, poison. Uh-huh. Um, so unless they're in, you know, in nature, in their, their own habitats and they're eating that, then they won't be physically poisonous. People just say poisoned out frogs because they are, but they don't contain that poison without eating the plant that they would naturally eat in, in nature. So it, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend licking them though. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, exactly. I don't know if you've seen that um, episode of Simpsons. Simpsons yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Instantly uh, made me think of that. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Right. Um, Cold Patrick, that doesn't sound good at all. I've never heard of that ant store at all. Move my ant store. No, never heard of it. Right. Move them and star. No, no. Uh, never, never heard of them either. That seems really dodgy. That's a shame, man. I'm really sorry. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm really sorry about that. that, is, that hello, Leah. Hello, hello. Welcome. Yeah, see, I, I tend to stick with the same sort of suppliers for my ants. I mean, it might be really sad of me, to be honest, sticking with the same ones, but I've got the ones that I know I trust. Um, Aunt Lady being for one. Um, yeah. I can't even think now. Aunt Davy. You know, the standard ones that we've got a list yeah. of and we know are good. I don't ever bother going to all the random ones, even if they say they've got the best colony in the world and it's cheap as chips. I wouldn't bother with them. Yeah. Yeah. Normally, if they're telling you the cheapest chips, it's somewhere to avoid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like, you know, when a takeaway shop's called Best Pizzas, you think, mm. Yeah, yeah, I've got Yeah, like, it's definitely yeah. not the best pizzas. <laughs> it's definitely not. It's definitely yeah, exactly. Not. Um, right. how yeah, are you definitely. Go? Unusual Pets. Hello, how are you doing? Um, Aunt Haywood. Yeah, I will send you that list, Dean. I think there's also a video on my channel of the, I think it's top five or top six recommended ant sellers in the UK for us. And it's like the ant lady, best ants UK. I can't remember who else is on there right now. Yeah, but... I was going to say actually, Dean, as well, if you go on my um, descriptions in my videos as well, there's like some discount codes for some stars. Uh, Wakushi, who's here, being one of them. Yeah, um, you know, uh, Ants HQ as well. If you want yeah. to notice and um, things like that, but yeah, just um, check check Tom's, and then if you need some discount codes, check my descriptions. They're in all of my descriptions now. I spent a painstaking hour going through them all and putting them all on there and changing them all up. So they're on them all. So I, I did do that for a while, just like my recommended sellers, and then I had a link to uh, the Ant Holler for show. Do you remember that Ant Holofer show that he did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he was introducing all the different YouTubers. I thought that was really cool, what he did, and the way he put it together in his little suit and whatnot. And Yeah, it was classic. Yeah. It was really, yeah, really, really well done. I enjoyed that one. So, yeah, I used to put that link in. I think even the link might be in that top sellers video. I'm not sure. But I put it into, like, loads of random things how we uh hey antscapes how much trouble have you had with mites from using natural fauna that's a good question it's a good question um to be honest absolutely none i might have been lucky um but absolutely none uh, to be honest um i think i was explaining earlier if you're ever getting things in nature and um, you know it's like for example you'll you'll have a nettle 
then you'll have a dock leaf right near it. You'll always find dock leaves very close. Um, yeah. So if you are gathering things in nature as well, grab a few things. And you normally find if you've got you know parasitic mites, you'll have predatory mites really close yeah. by. Um, so just gather as much stuff as you can. I've never physically had problems with them. Um, you know, again, touch wood. I'm probably going to have all the problems in the world now, and I said that. But no, I've never had a problem with it. I mean, it's mainly because, you know, and I have seen different species of mites in the soil, especially when yeah. I'm doing like my close-ups and my feeding. You see the red mites around, um, you see the soil mites there, even some um, parasitic mites I've actually seen um, at some points, but you never see them on the ants. So they must have balanced out. They must have, you know, killed, killed been killed off by predatory mites. But I've never, never had a problem with it. Um, I'd just say if you, if you are worried about that, and you're getting things from outside like the soil you can as mentioned you, know, you can put it in the oven although you will lose a lot of the better you know beneficial bacteria from it um before you add the new how how well how well how long do you have it set up before you add the new ants so i always have it running for about three four weeks minimum yeah. minimum as much as it painstakes me to not add them in straight away um i'll always have it running for like three four weeks at least before i add anything in and that's by taking stock as well. So if you're seeing certain mold spots, the main one you'll see is uh, like, it looks like cotton wool. Um, yeah. That's the first bit of mold you'll see. But that'll all go after a couple of weeks. As long as you've got springtails, isopods in there, they'll eat it all up. And they'll obviously produce massively in that time period as well. Um, but yeah, I've never, you know, I've never had problems with it. But I think the main thing is, is um, you know, just leaving the, the setup itself for like three or four weeks to establish. It's like a fish tank, you know, you, you don't get a fish tank set it up and then just chuck 100 fish in there. Um, you know, you even if it was a 500 litre aquarium, you would still, you know, take your time. You Maybe just wait two weeks, you get a short of 10, another two weeks, another 10, etc. And it's the same thing in the sense that if you're having your springtails and your isopods, then just leave it. Everything else would do its own thing. You're forgetting that springtails are going to be pooping in the soil. Uh, isopods are going to be pooping in the soil, which are all going to be building up bacteria, but also um, you'll have a crash of ammonia, things like that. So just just yeah. let it be. Um, you know, that famous artist who made that song, Let It Be. Um, I forgot who it is. But yeah, just just leave it for a few weeks and it'll be fine after that. Just yeah. take just take stock of it and check that there's no mould in places and things and you'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's one thing I didn't have the chance to do with a multi-species tank because of the way I built it. I had to like build the old tank into the new tank whilst I was building it. So I didn't get that chance. And I had to put in a lot of springtails just to, because you always get that initial mold, but I yeah. didn't want it to spread throughout and destroy what was already there. So I had to put in an awful lot of springtails. Like, three quarters of my entire culture or something like that. Like I had a lot of springtails go into that. Yeah. 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 That's and that was like, like you say, it was, it's not ideal because it's, you're just putting too much stock in at the start. You know, I'm trying to control an outbreak that shouldn't need controlling. Yeah. I know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> no, no, it makes sense. You're absolutely right as well. And even like, you know, even sometimes adding too many springtails in can sometimes be bad because they'll produce too much that, uh, so much that we can actually eat again. And, you know, yeah. because then one of the main things as well is the, the actual bacteria in the soil. Um, I forgot the name of the a certain um, mould. It's <coughs> not mould, it's a fungus, like fungus soil. Um, I've got the mix. Um, but anyway, there's certain like um, soils you can buy where they contain different funguses which actually work alongside the roots. 
um, but okay. then most funguses can actually physically affect um, uh, some creatures. So then you you know you wouldn't necessarily add it. But anyway, this I did. I'm too sad and do loads of research and all this stuff. But um, yeah, there's basically one where they, they kind of grow off um, like um, roots off of the roots, but it's not actual plant roots. It's fungus, but they're part yeah. of the plant. They become part of the plant, and they take other things out. Um, uh, but basically, the you know you can't do that with all all critters. Um, but but yeah, I'll be back in a bit. We'll see you shortly, Leah. Took me three months to cycle my pond. Yeah, so Kevin, it's one of them yeah. things. Um, you know they, they do take a long time you have to say make sure it's perfect testing it you know you do like water test kits you have water test kits as well with aquariums the difficulty you have with like terrariums is you can't test the soil um you know there's not you can't just stick something in and say ah the ph is this ammonia is this nitrates nitrites you know uh, even if you're trying to add fertilizers there's not really an easy way to say oh well you know, we need to add, add some MPK, we need to add macro elements, minor elements. It's it just like you can't do any of that, uh, but you can measure it in barium <coughs> test kits. And if there is actually soil test kits, that'd be good to know if there is, because I've never seen any. But yeah, so um, I'd always say just take your time. Yeah. So, uh, Ant Lamblins is asking, can dubia roaches be used instead of isopods as a cleanup crew? I mean, I wouldn't personally use them. Um, just because poachers will eat everything and anything, um, yeah. including your plants, probably. And yeah. like moss will destroy. Um, um, I, I, yeah, I'd, I'd say no. Uh, just and the size as well, to be honest. They're massive. Yeah, and they're strong. Uh, yeah, they're huge. They're shielded. Um, you know, they're not exactly easy things to, to kill or take down, you know, for right. other things. Or but I, I would say no. Um not, not with ants anyway. You don't know how aggressive they'll be towards the ants. I, I can imagine roaches being um, opportunists. They would probably try and steal some broods. Uh, I think they would. Um, you know, and it's depending whether the colony is big enough to fight them off. I know something like bullet ants would probably be fine against them. Um, you know, trap yeah. jaws and things like that. But even then, it's still... Um, it's still... I just... It's still pretty brutal. Like, um... I put a dubia roach in for the bullet ants last night, half killed already, and it still fought back for about an hour, even being stung repeatedly. Yeah, like, yeah. It really surprised me. Sometimes they stay alive a lot longer than I thought they were going to, you know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. definitely. I think there's that video I did um, where I boiled the roach. I didn't do it like yeah. Ants Canada where, you know, you just fed it live because... Yeah. It still released its egg sac. Luckily, because I boiled it, those little roaches didn't run out everywhere. It was just the case that they were already dead. But they yeah. that long, and they, you know, they still like kick out an egg sac. It absolutely baffles my brain. Um, but yeah, I would definitely say like you know, keep the isopods. Um, yeah, stick to isopods. Just easier, isn't it? Um, what do you feed your springtail culture? Uh, I personally feed mine on what did they call them? Fish flakes. They fish work flakes really, really well. Good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then when you spray them with water, about a day later, you just get like a big ball of mold, basically, and they eat that down. The other thing I was using was rice, dry rice. But um, right, I was going to say that's what I, I, I was using uh, rice as yeah. well. Um, yeah, right. Yeah. Rice is good. Fish flakes. I want to say that fish flakes, rice. Um, uh, even you know bits of moss from outside if you want to, uh, yeah. or like yeah. um, even plants if you've got any house plants. 
Um, if, if you're ever doing a trim on them, trim them and then chop them into little pieces and put them in as well. All these mm. little things because they'll break down and they'll eat it. Um, yeah. so, and potatoes as well. I absolutely love potato and grapes. I've noticed. Um, so if you have grapes, chop a grape in half and just chop one half in or something. They don't need loads. Yeah. Um, but again, similar to the fish flakes, they'll mould up and then they'll eat all of the all of the mould and yeah. soon you'll have like an absolutely booming colony of springtails in there. Do you um, culture yours on carbon or soil or how do you do yours? I just, I just um, in my breeder tub. So I've got a tub which is like half full with soil. I keep yeah. all sorts of things in there, my mealworms to, you know, other things, um, feeder insects. But, yeah, I just literally, whenever I'm doing a trim, if I've got too many excess plants, I'll chuck all of those in the feeder tub. Yeah. Every now and then I'll chuck in, you know, like an apple core if I'm eating an apple, chuck it in, uh, grapes, things like that. And, you know, they do absolutely fine. So if I'm ever making a setup, what I'll do is I'll just take, like, a little bit from that, put it into a plastic yeah. tub and tip that straight in to, like, the new builds. Uh, the reason I do that is because then the soil they've got there it's more mature, so instantly you're adding good, good um, bacteria yeah. into the setup, and um, you know potential mites, things like that. That you know help the soil as well. So I just yeah, have that yeah. feed tub, to be honest. If you look at my, I, I did like a top tips video on millipedes, and I, I show the feeder tub, um, and you'll see on there like the amount of springtails. You know, like it's absolutely mental. It's to the point where like it just all looks white moving around. Honestly, it's nuts. Um, it's because it's closed off and it's so humid yeah. in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, they absolutely love it in there. So I just use that if I ever need to use any more. Uh, Kevin Rogerson saying that he's Googled it and they do have soil test kits. Oh, okay. So we'll have to look into oh, that. Yeah, I'll have to look into that. I wonder how... Um... <coughs> yeah, okay. Sounds sounds like something that would be expensive, mind. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. See, I've, I've never even tested the water in my pond. Um, I'm part of a group of vampire, keep, uh, vampire crab keepers, and they're all like, oh, it needs to be this and that, and I've never even tested it. Never had any yeah, issues. It's been running a while. Um, I think it'd be absolutely fine. Yeah. yeah. Do you test yours? No, like in there, I've, I've never tested it in my Ruganotis. Um, my Paladarian behind me, I tested that first. Oops, just realised I unplugged my charger and I'm going to die. Um, but no, I, I tested that first for the first couple of weeks. Um, but after that, that was pretty much it. I didn't really worry about it um, once it's no. established because now all my plants in that setup, are, you know, all the roots are into the water section, which is going to be taking more roots out. It's got that many floating plants, and floating plants are just the best for taking anything yeah. out of like, uh, yeah. the water column. Um, I don't even get algae on the glass now. Literally, like in the yeah. run, I run the lights ten hours a day, um, you know, two LED strips. So it's I just don't don't get it now. But um, at first, I did like religiously, especially because they were chucking so much uh, soil in the water section as well yeah. at first. Sorry, one sec. I'm just going to get really close here. Oh, there we go. Sorry, my charger dropped behind my stand there. <laughs> so there we go. We're back. We're back. So good. Uh, fair enough. I, w I wasn't sure if your um, your island paludarium like needs constant cleaning or like constant checking. No, no. Um, I think at first the difficulty I had with it was the um, the filter wasn't good enough. Um, so sorry, I'm just going to get this stood up again. Uh, the filter wasn't good enough. So what I ended up doing was just changing it for an ex a big external filter, um, and that's okay. fine. 
Um, but yeah, at first it was to the point where I was having to um, like clean the filter every two, three weeks, um, some points every week, because it would actually get that much stuff clogged into the filter. It would completely yeah. slow down, obviously, and then it was making a horrible noise. And I was like, I can't come in this room where it's supposed to be like nice and peaceful, just hear water, and all I hear is this filter just churning away. Um, so I ended up obviously getting a filter that was literally like, you know, 10 times better than what it needed to be, um, which I'm glad for because um, even that slowed down because the obviously dumping soil in the water. Um, I've got yeah. a nice shoal of fish in there now, which I, I, I kept off for a long time. Um, but I've got, a, I, I only got neon tempers, but I've got like a nice 30 shoal in there. Um, and they just like look absolutely beautiful. I did want something different, but you can you can never go wrong with neon tetra. Um, and they're always like really hardy fish, always have been. Yeah. Iconic fish as well. So, um, sorry, just uh, trying to sort this out. Are you all right? Yeah. It's just, it keeps tilting that way. Quickly, I have one last quick look through the chat. Yeah. I think we are caught up. Isn't going well at all. This is the last chance to ask Ryan from Antscapes any questions before we end the stream. So if there is any last questions, just post them up now. Tetras are amazing little fish. They are, yeah. Like Ryan said, very hardy. Yeah, definitely. Water through a breeding net. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, so it's got quite a big um, filter on the back, external, that pumps it in quite a bit so I, I i always think i probably took half of the eggs up in the filter anyway if i did i have bred them before um i have bred um like danios zebra danios i bred uh, lemon tetras things like that uh cherry barbs as well and um, i used to, when i was again this is when i was younger like 13 14 i had them setups um i ended up getting a few i um my first ever fish zebra danios oh that was weird timing zebra danios yeah so i i used to sell like all the fish um and eggs basically to like pet stores and that's how i'd get like a bit of extra money so i'd just go in with like a bag of like 100 danios and be like you, you want to buy some <laughs> yeah, but i remember they'd always like buy all of them off me in one go or they'd say like um maiden head aquatics they used to just give me like a little voucher um you know i'd spend i was i was only young so for me it was like awesome um you know so but yeah, neons um, are warm water, not cold. Right. Yeah, I think ready for the baby. Oh, yes, yes, ready as um, yeah, ready as a candy. Yeah, um, everything's done. So the room's done. You know, bags are in the car ready just in case when anything happens. Um, cots up. You know, everything's done basically. Um, we're literally just now waiting for you know waiting for it to stop being stubborn and show itself. So. Um, yeah, yeah, man. Thanks for asking. But um, everything's going really well. Um, Jason's asking where the babies come from. Well, basically, um, when you know, <laughs> one male and one that. female and love each other very much. <laughs> um, but yeah, everybody for the baby thought it was, but when it came, it wasn't. Yeah, so uh, Richard, <coughs> it's been crazy. Like, the, I think it was yeah yesterday. 
um, Joe went to the um, went to the bathroom, and then she was like, "Oh my god!" Like you know, panicking me. I can't move. I can't move. I, I can't. Everything hurts. And I was like, "Is it happening? Is it happening?" And then she was like, "Oh, I'm fine. No, it's fine." And just walked off. Like, <laughs> like, nothing's happened. And I'm like, what? "I'm literally just about to set off for work." I'm like, "Can you not do that?" <laughs> but yeah, so not everything's going really well. Um, everything's going really well. Neon to warm. Yeah, warm water, Kevin. Um, tropical. So I keep I keep it at about 25, 26 degrees with the heater there. Um, yeah, yeah, they need temperature between 24, 20, 26. I'll just say 25. Yeah, I keep it 25, 26 degrees. Um, and that's also, the you know, for the ants too, because the water's heated um, for yeah. the trap jars as well. So, yeah. Um, go for a long walk, about an hour, hour, uh, normally. I'm going to say hot curry gets the baby moving. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Curry. Yeah. Um, my wife literally went into labour during a curry. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, um, okay. Then refu refused to uh, admit it the whole evening. Went the whole night without like admitting she was in labour. And then about three o'clock in the morning, I came into her screaming on the sofa. Oh God. But, I went to bed. I wasn't going to stay up for that. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, didn't know you raised the temperature, brings all the baby, eat a curry and walk upstairs. Yeah, there you go. That's a long, long word. Did not raise the temperature, brings on a baby. <laughs> well, I suppose if, if you think of ants, you give them a bit of warmth, speed up the food growth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kevin, yeah, you can buy aquatic heaters like um, for heaters that just stick onto the back of the uh, glass um, for yeah. tropical as well. Yeah, they're only you can get them really cheap as well from Amazon things like that. Um, yeah, Tom, he's saying Tom stole his words. Oh, hello, Tom. It's annoying name now. I'm enjoying enjoying sitting on your live stream. Oh, thanks, Mark. Yeah, very much. This has actually been an amazing live stream. I'm going to say a massive thank you to everyone for showing up. Again, you know, we've had so many people signing on. I don't think I've ever had so many people in one stream. So thank you, everyone, for signing on. And a massive thank you to Ryan for joining us and answering some really cool questions. No, thank you for having me. Um, honestly, I really, really appreciate it, mate. So thank you. I think no, it's no a matter of time before I got on the live with you, you know, on your channel, wasn't it? So... I'm yeah. sure on my first like feature on mine, so had to yeah. be done. It had to be done. There's someone yeah. Ryan. Thanks, guys. Well, someone Ryan. Thank you, Dean. I think we're going to definitely have you back again in the future if you want to join us again. May yeah, I be honest? Yeah, absolutely, definitely. Sorry, I was going to say. Obviously, given you know, I get I get the time because. I would love to, but yeah. I can imagine in a month or so I'll be busy, so I'll have to schedule it better. But um, yeah. kind of like tonight, I was just like, look, um, like if anything happens, I might have to go midstream, you know, <laughs> like I, you never know. But no, no, I really appreciate it, man. Thank you, honestly, man. It's been great. great. It's been nice, nice chatting with you and good having people engaged in the chat. Um, you know, some good questions as well that even I didn't know the answers to, you know, especially like favourite species and stuff. I, I don't like yeah. people asking me that. And then Anton <laughs> came in with this controversial one about my favourite YouTuber and YouTuber. Um, but no, it's, yeah. obviously, mate, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate brilliant. it. Thanks. Well, I'll go wrap it up there. Um, so thank you, everyone, for joining us for the Picnic Table Ant Chat. 
Uh, don't forget to join in next Sunday, 9pm, same time, same place. We're going to have Ants England next week, so we're going to have an amazing oh, chat nice. again. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be another amazing chat with an amazing YouTuber again. So um, if you want to send in some questions to be asked uh, by me, then join my Discord where you can ask some questions. Um, if not, you just join on a night and shout out your questions on a night. And as always for me, see you again, Ant fans. Peace and love, guys. See you later.